because you know <clears throat> I feel as though this is important to get on record. I, I you know I practiced a little bit, so I'm we're we're recording now. So I'm gonna go ahead and take an attempt at the intro here. So. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, team, to No Sports Presents the Sunken City Fantasy Project, hosted by Brian and Joel. You did it! Yeah. <laughs> it sounds so good. That yeah. was so, you were really ready. That was on the track meet, like with the feet yeah, on the pole. No, like, you I, was, as soon as the gun, bang, you were ready. After fudging it the past two weeks, I wanted to make sure I got it this week. So, like, I had it, like, written out in front of me, and I, like, I practiced <laughs> in my head, and I, like, said it out loud a few times before we got on. So, it's like, fantastic. Yeah, I was I was ready for this week. I was ready this week. Um, how are you, Joel? I'm excited <laughs> now that, that you nailed that. I, yeah, I didn't dude. have to cover it. That I hope just, I brought the energy. Let's, that let's was good. Yeah, let's keep it rolling. I just want to talk about football now. Yeah, so uh, how'd you do this week in fantasy, brother? Um, uh, in your three leagues, like we talked about last week, it's kind of a bye week blues for most yeah. te- most teams, most people in our keeper league. I won handedly, uh, and that made me feel really great about things that I've done, moves that I've made, things I've made happen. Uh, but the other two I lost, and that is okay. They were, you know, you just don't have two running backs, you don't have two wide receivers, you don't have a quarterback and a tight end. You just kind of this last week was a toughie for a lot of people. Yeah, as we discussed last week, um, several of the teams with the best fantasy players in a year where like fantasy points have been scarce, all of them were on by. Yeah, <laughs> it was tough. So it was a tough week in week seven. Um, it looks like this week only the Baltimore Ravens and the Las Vegas Raiders are out. So our boy uh, Josh Jacobs is out this week. And one of my favorite quarterbacks, Lamar Jackson, is out. Other than that, Nothing too much lost in this coming week, I think. No, Josh Josh Jacobs is playing this week. That is that is incorrect. He plays at New Orleans. They play New Orleans this week. What, so, what am I looking at? I have no idea. Oh, the, the twenty twenty one. Hold on, the, hold on, hold yeah, on. Yeah, the Chargers are on by this week, uh, and the Kansas City Chiefs. Chargers and Kansas week. City Chiefs. So you got Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey. Um, I guess. We'll talk about more and about Kansas City specifically in a minute, but like as far as like actual producers go, it's been Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey. Nobody else is really consistent on Kansas City, and then the Chargers. Juju has started to emerge. Uh, The last lots of people are starting to emerge now on that team. (laughs) Well, which is great because that's what they need to be successful. But I mean, Valdez Scanning is going to be your Mm -hmm. boom guy. He reminds me of like Devery Henderson whenever he played for the Saints, where he's going to get four catches a game max. Yeah, but he's going to have 150 yards. Oh, uh, that's that's I guess kind of a a point to what I'm saying is like uh, Patrick Mahomes has so many options. Like it seems Travis Kelsey is obviously the number one go to, um, but beyond that, like. It seems like everyone's getting fed at some point this season. It's been it's been fun to see. It's it's fun to see the chemistry build. You saw that fun little story where uh, the four of them like played Call of Duty together and like had a, a win streak going. It was it was like Juju, Mark Valdez, uh, Kelsey, and Mahomes, and they were playing like Call of Duty. <laughs> you saw that? <laughs> yeah, I did. It's hilarious. I thought that was beautiful. Super cute. And- I, yeah, keep building chemistry, guys. Hopefully, that builds more fantasy points for us. That's um, I, yeah. I'm happy to be in a position where one, I like winning against teams that aren't, you know, everyone's on by. You're like, oh, they go squawk by that one, but feels good to get a win against their best. I like a good win. Oh, for sure. I mean, I, I as I said, I'll take a W wherever. Um, as far as the Chargers go, I think a lot of people put stock in Herbert there, but uh, who on that team has been like worth really worthwhile? In, uh, oh, on the Eckler, Chargers, Eckler, Eckler, yeah. Eckler, Eckler. Number, I completely forgot. That's Eckler. How did you forget about that guy? He's nuts. I don't know. I'm sorry. It took me just a second. Jerk. That's no, why like, uh, he, he's such an all star. He like I don't remember anyone else on that offense. Like even like Herbert he's just was a tier above. <laughs> like, well, yeah, and again, he got hurt week one. He's yeah. probably not playing super healthy right now. Keenan Allen. He's always hurt. He's hurt every year. Mm. I say it every year. He's on my undraftable list, which is that'll be a podcast unto, which I'm very excited to do with you because I wanted to bring that up and I'm bringing it up now. We're going to do that towards the end of the season is the undraftable list of people that you just won't draft and why and why you hate. Oh, future future Um, no-nos. Future no-nos. For your own personal reasons. It's totally a personal podcast, totally opinionated. We can bring a couple people on. It's going to be a good time. Uh, So people, listen to that. The no-no list is fun because it's a lot of hate and we get to be mean. (laughs) Uh, So, but yeah, so Keenan Allen is one of my no-nos for sure. I just 
I can't buy in on that guy. And then, yeah, Mike Williams has been boomer bust. Uh, there's been two good games he's had. Other than that, he's been like low level, consistent, not really worth the high pick he was in the draft. And then uh, Palmer is a guy that's been kind of emerging from them, but that's the same concept, you know, like they're just not really doing that great. Eckler's the only thing. When your quarterback's not performing, Um, like I guess the only person who can really even stand a benefit is the running back. (laughs) One thing I will say that's nice is Gerald Everett is their tight end, has been, um, you know, we talk about starving for tight ends, that there's two good ones, and then everyone else is a a tier below, and then there's like, you know, there's like, there's the S tier of Andrews and Kelsey. And, and then it goes Hill. down to like God tier of Taysom Hill. <laughs> well, yeah, but the, the S tier of that, but God tier doesn't count. You know, he gets the QB yeah. status, but uh, beneath that, you basically drop down to like a B tier because there's like no A's like everybody else that's supposed to be an A is not producing. TJ Hawkins is Hawkinson isn't doing great. Dawson Knox isn't doing that great. Um, so anyway, yeah, back to the chargers. Sorry. Let, thanks for letting me rant about it. Well, I, I, well, I guess, you know, to the point, like, what, what are we missing this week fantasy-wise? And, like, again, not too much on the Chargers. We're not missing anything on that team. Like, Just we, you were already missing Keenan Allen. Um, yeah, Eckler owner, shout out, rest in peace this week. Hopefully you had a uh, good rest of your draft, I suppose. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, this is this is, this is is light work compared to what last week was as far as who we're missing out on. So, um, yeah, as far as my fantasy goes, uh, I didn't, I, I had an okay week. I went two and three. I lost, uh, three of my five, unfortunately. Um, and I took several hits this week as far as like players, like dropping on me, getting injured and just getting benched. It was a Dude. tough week for me ah, <laughs> as, yeah. a, as a James Robinson owner, as a Clyde Edwards Hilaire owner. It's kind of just like, huh, y'all just going to pass the torch like that in week seven, huh? Mm-hmm. James Conner could be useful, though. That could be beneficial for you. Uh, that trade that he got um, is helpful. Oh, what did, where did he go? Did I miss something? Where did oh, James yeah. Conner go? Uh, not James Conner. Did you say James Robinson? Or James, James Robinson, Conner? yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, James Robinson got traded. Well, no, uh, that's why I was today. like, he got sent to the Jets. Yeah, yes. James Robinson got sent to the Jets. Uh, so there's potential that's hope, what I'm hope there. Well, that's why I want to talk about Brees Hall with you because I know that you have him in a lot of leagues. And mm-hmm. that, that disappointing, crushing blow to the potential rookie of the year. He was so good. I really was excited about the Jets. I I kind of was for the first time maybe ever in my life. It was exciting. Yeah, he was making the Jets super exciting. I, I totally agree there. And um, I guess now they have rookie Zach Wilson to like <laughs> rely well, on. Well, hopefully they start going back to Conklin because we need he, – he's – with Flacco out your, there, he to was make doing your great. Rename team worth it? Yeah. Well, not only that. First off, I've had two bench players as my team name, but they've both been really good team names. Yeah, I agreed. I'm not. I'm not shitting on your team name. I will. I, right. I have Thank a team you. called Feeling the Breeze, and That's so I. But it hurts. I'm like, do do you drop that? Do you drop Breeze Hall like from that team? And uh, I mean, he's not coming I mean, back this season, so no, kind of, it's not a keeper league either. So. so then, yeah, you would obviously. Yeah, you need to name my spot. team after him. Do I rename? You know what? This is a conversation I wanted to have a little later in the show. Um, uh, we're moving at lightning pace uh, before we uh, go too far. Uh, <laughs> as far as fantasy goes, did you catch the Saints game on Thursday night? Oh, absolutely. I did. It was a travesty among travesties because I'm a Saints fan and this is not our year. It was just- no. And it's so nuts. Dalton had such a good fantasy game. If you were forced into a position where you had to start Dalton, like you did well, I believe, right? Yeah, he had a decent game other than his uh, picks. That Well, really even cost. with his picks. He like, still he had like 44 points. points. It was 44. Is that high? Yeah, he had a, he I had had, a lot. I saw 44 in one of my leagues that he had, um, and I was like blown away. I don't know the bonuses. I want to say he had 30 in, in most leagues, uh, yeah. 30 to 33. But that's decent for a quarter. That's exciting. That's a good numbers to put up. Uh, he could have been really, really in charge had he not thrown those. Uh, but we have to talk about that game because that was your kicker of the week. Okay, so uh, you do, do we want to address this kicker. now or to save it for the segment at the end? Like, because like I, I want an asterisk. La- last week, an asterisk. Yeah, because I opened the conversation with I'm picking against the Saints. 
Yeah, but you told people to pick up someone that was hurt and didn't play. God and damn had, it! And had I had no control hurt. of that. I should have been hurt for two weeks. No, no, that's. A, that's I want. That's a I want to start having a contingency because, like, you as a defense <laughs> is guaranteed to fucking play. If the defense is missing a play, like, but they call the defense, someone out after we do the podcast. There's like he can get hit. He can get injured at practice, and my but pick defenses, would have been irrelevant. Defenses can score negative points. That's their loss. Is like zero to negative. Can kickers not score negative points if they, they miss like? I mean, Extra like what points? How many kickers do that? Uh, none. How, like, I mean, it's very irregular. <laughs> you would have a job. Well, anyway, <laughs> Blankenship or whoever did fantastic against the Saints. He yes, like he put did. Up, how did, how, did you see how many points he put up? A shitload. Oh man, I want to pull that up 22. here in a second. Yeah, it was banana. So, like, I should have just said, I just said, I should have said, whoever's kicking against the Saints, and I would have been like guaranteed points. All right, we'll give you, we'll, we'll give you uh, we'll, we'll, five and a half. I, <laughs> I'll give you a half point on typically that. Typically, we we talk about this at the end of the show, but uh, I guess today we're gonna call it out right. I um, like it to kind of jump up with our credibility meter. <laughs> I have to keep it accurate as we go throughout the show. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, I was I was gonna address it. It's just you know how how soon was it gonna be? Um, Boom! But yeah, that that Saints game was absolutely painful to watch. The um, whole season's just been painful to watch. We have a terrible line. Mm. Our quarterback issues are horrible. Our receiving core is hurt constantly, and, and then we're getting just, torched on the outside defensively. And like from this. a fantasy perspective, we're just so irrelevant. Like you know, there's. Again, like you would have, I feel like you would have to be a Super Saints fan or forced into the position where you were starting Dalton or Hill in the weeks that they like went off. The you only, know? in reality, the only person that's worth having on your team is Chris Olave. Everyone else has been, yeah. I mean, like you can have Kamara as a backup, but he's basically only worth a flex play. You're going to draft him in the first round. If you're you're going to take you're him sitting with seventh Kamara overall, and your flex, you are doing you're great. so good. But that's but, but I mean, like, but that's the production. Yeah, no, it's it, he has a steady floor. I'll, I'll give him that. It's like what 10, 15, 12. somewhere in there. That's just kind of been like consistently at. Yeah, and but that's not what you expect when you hope that you pick someone in number. No, seven, that's not a first round draft. Number pick. six, you know, that's so not a first round draft. It's pick. been very Which disappointing to watch that. Conveniently leads oh, into the conversation about the ADP uh, system that I've I've come up with. Yeah. Um, just to update anyone, this is a measure of confidence against the original draft position. Uh, uh, I will go through a few here. Yeah, obviously, I see Austin Eckler's out, so he skipped this week. Uh, Christian McCaffrey uh, down to 11. Uh, the trade seems to have scared off some people. How do you feel about that trade? Do you think it makes him better or or worse? Do you think the experts are wrong? Because nice. Christian was second ADP, number two, off the board. And now he's 11th in confidence. I think it makes everyone on that team's positions better. I think mm-hmm. everyone now is better. In Except reality, Jeff Wilson and Elijah Mitchell. Well, that, <laughs> let me get into that. Let me get into that. So I have always thought that San Francisco's done a great job building this team out aside from their running back and quarterback positions. Those are their two weak spots. You have this committee of backs that's always rotating. Over the last few years, it has been a a stable mess mess of different backs. It's always somebody different, and they're always trading for somebody else. They're always picking up somebody. They have three or four of them in rotation. Now you have a clear-cut number one pass-catching back that it can be a bell cow. He doesn't have to shoulder the load like he had to do in Carolina. CMC now can be able to like not have to carry the ball 35 times a game. He can carry it 20, catch it four, and still put up insane numbers. This yeah. also means Brandon Ayuk gets more room out there. That means Debo Samuel can now run out of the backfield because they don't know who the fuck they're going to look for. And let's be honest here, ball. Jimmy G is not like the greatest quarterback. So no, he's but he's give serviceable it to his running back, did- right? He's gotten him to a Super Bowl before. Jimmy G is no He's good enough. Scrub. He's good enough. And that for a team is serviceable. You don't want it for a fantasy perspective, but for a team, everyone else on that team is going to be better. George Kittle will be better. Debo Samuel will be better. Ayuk will be better. And CMC is going to continue to thrive. And if you have him in a keeper league, fuck yeah. Lucky you. Fuck yeah. 
I had um I'm all Jim, about it. I had I'm Jimmy all in. in a couple leagues and it was um you know, he he was there. He was there. <laughs> I've had I've drafted oh, no, let's see what a few he did. years ago. I, I I like Jimmy G enough to be serviceable as a backup quarterback when you need him to be. Uh, but in like an action for fantasy for fantasy purposes, a backup quarterback and a NFL because absolutely worth the starting job. He's clearly better than Trey Lance was doing. Uh, he looks great. Yeah. No. Um. Well, uh, you know, Trey Lance is injured, so at least he got you know that. Well, the the disrespect <laughs> they gave him as an organization is not well, I mean, worth be, what happened. He's still Jimmy starting Jimmy. if it wasn't the case. I mean, correct. He's you know, he, I never thought he should have been benched. But, you know, they drafted that guy like number three overall when it was like, OK, there's a lot of better options out there. I, I, I would love to actually go through the draft history yeah. one day. We're going to leave that off the fancy topic. But. Yeah, Jimmy G is not even on. I think this original draft. No, he's not. Definitely not in the top. He would never be. He would never. You. No one drafted Jimmy yeah. G. Anyway, yeah. back to the back to the draft board. CMC is down um, to eleven. CMC is down. Uh, yeah, that I, that was a, a an interesting drop. I I th- you know thought that was one at least. I think we could conversate about because again, you know, does does the situation in San Francisco make him better? He was a fantastic player in a shit situation, and now he's in a fantastic situation so we'll, we'll get to see um but back to this uh list of confidence adp versus current confidence saquon who has been number one for the past couple weeks is still number one and if you got him in the late second Man, round he's 17 so ADP, congratulations uh just another pat on the back there um let's see if there was any standouts Najee harris has been uh just continuing to downtrend uh disappointment it, he was drafted s- yeah well that bad seventh adp and now he's slowly he's been slowly sliding sliding down and now he's at 44 in confidence so like he's off the top 25 i just measured him just because it was a top draft pick if you're watching any of these steelers games none of them are doing well no the steelers suck (laughs) Uh, they're just terrible uh the the pickings to pick it or i I think i might have that inverse the the pick to pick connection might might be something Kenny Pickett's like still too young. I think that the the line isn't good. This is another O line issue. Um, I, do, I I just think they're young. I don't think that they have enough time together yet. Uh, yeah. You know, they oh, thought. They well, I can. I know how guy. it feels to have your old quarterback retire recently, and your team just be like shit. I know. Yeah. What that's like. I mean, they're going through the same thing the Saints are going through. Not where to their defense is like to Roethlisberger, but but it's a consistently a Hall of Fame quarterback <laughs> yeah, that you okay, had yeah. every year. Super Bowl. That you can bank on a Super Bowl winning Hall of Fame quarterback that you knew every year was going to show up and at least win nine games. That's comfortable. You can get comfortable behind that winning. And now, just like us. The poor Saints fans, the Steelers feel it too. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Other major jumps. DeAndre Swift is back on the board. Is he? he I guess he's officially back potentially well, from injury this week. Yes, we'll see how they do because their their offense yeah, has been really shitty as of late. Amon Ross. At least Brown he's back a, on the board. I, I'm really a fan of St. Brown, but he's been injury prone this year. It's been really. It's. He's. I think he's only played out of seven weeks. He's played four games. Yeah. Um, I don't like that. Shout out to uh, sorry for disrespecting his name earlier and assuming he was on bye week, but shout out to Josh Jacobs uh, right now who was drafted 48th ADP. He is currently eighth ranked in the confidence level of this weird metric that I've uh, come up with. And I think that's justified. I think uh, he's earned a top 10 spot 100%, right? We are not streaming, and you can't see the video feed people mm-hmm. that are listening, but I am punching in the air because that is me. I picked that guy. Like, I knew it. Oh, yeah, dude. Josh Jacobs has been on a tear. Pumped about it. Yeah, I love it for you. Uh, he wasn't on my draft board. Love but I'm not. I'm not a hater. If he fell to me, if he fell to me, I would take him. I don't know if I would have taken him 48th. There's a couple names right below him. I probably would have gone with just a message. You got Jalen Waddle in there, who also, um, while I'm talking about it, Jalen Waddle was drafted um, 58th ADP originally, so sixth, fifth, seventh, sixth, seventh round somewhere in there. Um, he is now 18th. So he's I, made it into the top 25. So big which he out. should have been. Yeah, there's people up there that were. You know, I, I liked Jalen Waddle last year as a rookie. He was one of the standout rookies of the year to me. Him and Jamar Chase were both incredible. 
why would the, he not be better this year? I, I agree. I, he was drafted way too low. If you, I had Tyreek, so I wasn't going to get both. Um, and so I picked Josh Jacobs. I remember that choice being there. Um, uh, I don't want to weigh down uh, the podcast with the full, just like me rattling off the list, but I do want to jump down to what will hopefully lead into another delightful fantasy conversation. Uh, I'm going to look towards the end of the, the ADP list, the top 100 that I originally had. And I just want to note a couple other players that squeaked into the top 25. Like these are the players that like you, you probably got them late, late in the draft and you are smiling your ass off today because this is where they currently stand. So we already talked about Josh Jacobs and Jalen Waddle who jumped into the top 25. Uh, Amon, raw saint brown sun god he is now in the top 21 being ranked he is at 21 original when he's when he's playing he's great when he's playing he's great yeah yeah but so he needs to be a little healthier yeah yeah i I, sure sure you know injury uh injury otherwise uh he he's a fantastic great pick if you got him Mm -hmm. um and these are a couple that i'm excited about because i have i have one in one league and another in another league um deandre hopkins finally made his return uh conveniently as marquee brown left uh uh, leaving a very large share of targets Mm -hmm. and he capitalized on it he proved it he is looking like a top top 10 wide receiver right now and so like the experts now have him at 19 small sample size and again against Mm -hmm. the saints who got who just have been getting torched all year but Yeah. yeah he looks great um, he was drafted 87th ADP and a large part of that was because, because he was, was going to miss, yeah, because he's going to gonna miss a quarter of the damn season or wait, well, let me do math. An eighth of the season or no, God damn it. Not an eighth, a third of a the third. season. <laughs> this guy, my brain uh, is clearly <laughs> elsewhere. Um, so yeah, I know that that was factored into his ADP a good bit, but, uh, you know, if you were confident in some of your earlier wide receiver picks and you were able to stash him, I mean, he did cost you a, a draft pick for sure. Um, congratulations. I'm, I'm glad I got him. Uh, good job. Proving patience is worth it. Yeah. In some of the, in some cases, he's uh, like one of the few things making Kyler Murray look good. Yeah. Cause he does not look good. And finally on this list of metrics, is- give it up. Give Ken it up for Walker him. the third. Give it up who for took him. over the job from an injured Rashad Penny. You probably got him around 95 ADP in the draft because uh he was a highly touted rookie um out of Mich- Michigan. I will say he was only drafted when we first started this in like 42% of leagues. So some people got him off waiver wires as well. Yeah, they were the, very exciting. Yeah, there's if you were in like a 10-person league, this guy was probably on the waiver wire when Rashad Penny went down. Um, he is now 18th, and I think that has room to rise. So I he's on it. the radar now. So love that's kind of all the players and notes I really wanted to hit you with. Uh, Cooper Cup, Stephon Diggs, they're all topping out the chart. Nick Chubb, too. Um, Chubb love, baby. Everyone else is kind of maintaining, you know, where where about you drafted them. They're doing pretty good. I mean, there's no one who's really dropped – a crazy amount. Mark Andrews is questionable this week, so he's kind of like out of the top twenty-five. Uh, he's still uh, worth, but you know, he's. Uh, what other tight end would you rather have? Um, so that's it for the ADP keep up list. So that's just kind of again, that's more of a Some pat, standouts. It's more of a pat on the back for you know how you drafted. That's just you know keep patting yourself, baby. The hypothetical world of fantasy. Well, hypothetically, if you drafted these people, congratulations. Um. So, yeah, uh, I guess in the vein of the Ken Walker, uh, let's talk about some of the moves that happened. And we touched on a few already in the podcast, but I think uh, the big one is Kenneth fucking Walker. What what a, what a monster. I am in love with what the Seahawks are doing. Uh, Geno Smith back there is making Kenneth Walker's job easier. Yeah, that team's just clicking, man. They're clicking on all cylinders. Their receiving core has always been strong. I I mean, like when Russ was back there, their core was very good. I liked DK. I liked Lockett. Um, I'm blanking on the third guy's name at the moment. And then their line is solid. They've rebuilt that over time. It was kind of shitty for a little bit, and they've kind of yeah. rebuilt that. But Gino has really been the key to it all. Mm-hmm. And with him being able to, you know, throw at seventy plus percent every single game, multiple, you Just know, like consistent. You got to respect it. And, like, and then, yeah, the you got which no one drafted that guy. So good luck if you. I mean, if you have him, 
I'd start Gino and then Kenneth Walker. Now, uh, after Rashad Penny goes down, looks like this dude just was NFL ready from the get go. Yeah, he was just clearly waiting, monster and waiting. Uh, congratulations to anyone who had him. I had him in one league. I'm very excited. I, it was one of the deeper leagues. I think, was it CD's Lutz that I have him in? I'm unaware. Hold on, let's see real quick. I just, I want to, and, and one of the leagues I'm doing very well. I'm six and one, I believe. Yeah. I'm six and one in our big old keeper league that we have. Yes. And it, yes, I have Kenneth Walker and Christian McCaffrey <laughs> and Geno Smith. So you're, you're, and you're, you're riding high. Yeah, no, I, I picked Geno Smith up to uh, sub in for Herbert this week. I, I, that's my starting quarterback. I mean, I have Herbert. I'm going to start him. Hopefully and you this have week of rest pays one off. of my favorite players right now. Ramondre Stevens. I got a large pack of like rookie and early Ramondre. year players. I'm excited to have options to keep for it. Uh, so yeah, that was that was the big one of the week. Uh, is Walker really ascending to the throne? Um, let's see, Gus the Bus Edwards. We've talked about Baltimore before. Yeah, he you were right. Like he, he seems like he might be the dude, but he also mm-hmm. did just he he has a Q next to his name. I really didn't look into it that much, but like nonetheless, seems to be. I don't know. I'm not buying it. Every time I pick on something on the Ravens, I'm wrong. You're always right. Whatever you say goes with Baltimore. I'm always wrong. I'm not excited about that because I do want to tend to agree that Baltimore's situation is scary enough to stay away from it. Uh, I will say that I am going to be potentially spending a little uh, FAAB money on picking up Gus just because I do yeah. need him in some situations. I would say I'd he's rather, a better I'd play. rather have him than not. I'd, yeah, I'd, I'd say he's a better play than um, – Kenyon Drake. So yeah. Yeah. Take him, I guess. Um, we've already kind of discussed the 49er side of the CMC thing. I think um Jeff Beast. Wilson and Elijah Mitchell Beast. are clearly not on the radar anymore. Drop until, Drop and, and, and I'm dropping Jeff Wilson because I know Elijah's gonna be back soon. And is if, I wouldn't even have him. Well, if Christian goes down, I'm just gonna leave him in my IR slot until I like have to like until they force me to move him. Okay. Um, but until CMC, like if CMC goes down, like I guess I have Elijah sitting there ready. He's been, you know, healing up. Um, but let's talk about the flip side of that over in um, Carolina. Tom, because Shubba. Shubba, fine. He didn't find he's had good games before. He seems to Shubba. be inconsistent at best. He is. But like, man, what a fun name to have on your fantasy team. Can't, <laughs> it, it's worth the pickup. Just to have get Chubba if Chubba is available, get Chubba Chubba Hubbard. Yeah, Chubba Hubba. Everything seems to point towards a potential split backfield between him and Deonta Foreman. Yes, yeah, uh, Deonta Foreman. However, Chubba is the bigger back who will probably get more goal line carries. Uh, the other guy's more of a pass catching back, but we'll see. Chubba can catch. Uh, it's it's a mess in Carolina right now. Anyway, it was they're awesome. burning it to the ground. They're it was awesome the that that you yeah they're absolutely doing that. And don't get me wrong, it's awesome they beat the Bucks. They're burning I, it to the ground, that. and the Saints are still worse. <laughs> it's crazy. We need to be doing the same. Um, so I think you and I both are in agreement. Hey, if Chubb is available, spend your waiver pick on him. If get nothing him. else is available, get him. Um, we also touched on this. It's clearly ATN season in Jacksonville. Oh yeah. Uh, and this was sealed with a trade of their former RB1, James Robinson, who didn't do anything wrong, but I guess they got their money worth for him. I mean, it, it, I don't know. I, like James it, Robinson was always going to end up being the backup to Etienne anyway. They've been trying yeah. to like slowly work that in and like keep Robinson happy because uh, he's good. He's not a scrub. There was a year he was like an all pro like two years ago. Like yeah. he was incredible. He was one of the best fancy players that year. Yeah. So before he got hurt, but the jets now are going to have him, which I will. Good luck. We'll see what, you know, now I'm sweating the jets again, but for the Jags, Etienne is now a thriving option. Yeah. No, if you, you got Etienne, I'll have to go back and maybe look into the ADP situation on Etienne, but he, I, he's, he's clearly a great pick at this point, just by virtue of the volume he'll get as the number one in Jacksonville. I have been waiting patiently for someone in Jacksonville to take the reins of the Maurice Jones drew type of situation they had like the MJD chance and how good he was every year. If Travis Etienne, I think he's a junior. I think it's like T E J. If he can be the new, like CM um, MJD, that would be incredible. I want yeah. that. So. Um, 
so I'm excited. Like, I, I guess I, the Jets give me hope that that's so weird to fall out of my fucking mouth. The I, Jets you said that. Hope. You said um, that. They do though, and they 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 are starting to. They look. <laughs> what are they? They they're like two and what four? They're doing fine. <laughs> they're no, they're doing really good actually. I think they're five and two, and they're um, they're doing really good. Yeah. yeah so uh, I have hope that James Robinson, after a game or two, will slip in and be their able. Their defense to... has been good. They're yeah. So I'm hoping they were. I'm I'm hoping that I didn't waste my waiver pick on James Robinson early in the year because he was available for off the waiver in most leagues, I think. Well, I mean, if you saw the production Brees Hall was getting, he's absolutely going to get the production there. Once give him one week to learn the playbook, just like CMC needs one extra week to learn the playbook. And these guys are going to be off to the races. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I'm excited to see what happens there as a James Robinson owner. I mean, I, he was already kind of threshold riding the bench unless I needed him in certain situations. So I'm comfortable like letting him sit on the bench for a week or two until I see what he produces. It's going to be convenient or I guess not convenient. It would be nice if he did start um, taking over the Brees Hall numbers, because then I would love to have uh, that RB one that I was hoping for when I wasted all that uh, a budget on him. <laughs> yes. You know? Um, and Finally, this uh, this is the last move that I want to talk about. If you can think of any more, uh, feel free to you know include it. But this one, this one kind of surprised me. They announced, um, and we've noted him a couple times here before. I have him in one league, a very deep league. He's probably still available in most leagues. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco. Am yes. I saying that right? I think I am. Yeah, Pacheco was big last week um, for a lot of people to pick up. Uh, he was not rostered well, a lot last they were week. Here and, in then, the rumblings. and then this week, he, you know, CMC had a decent week. Um, or CEH. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, CEH had a, um, yeah, Clyde Orgelaire had a, a, a decent week. So um, that's another backfield that I just don't super trust or buy in on. I, I, I don't want either of those guys. I don't. I, I'm, I'm, I sent you a, a message, I think, the other – well, did I talk – did we talk about it on the podcast last week where I was like a zero RB league where I had like – Yeah. Let me pull Let me I pull it back on, up. On our quick. podcast? I don't think so. No, zero, but I, I have Christian McCaffrey, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, and Brees Hall. And like I, I sent you that message last week and I was like, try a zero R, a wide receiver strategy. Oh, like, it's you did way send better. me that. Yeah, yeah, And um, – you know, I was kind of chuckling because it looked like all those running backs were like, I just got like three RB ones on like, like, like great teams. And I was like, so like happy with, well, I mean, you know, the, um, and I was so happy with myself and sure enough, like everything, just like that entire situation, like changed like in yeah. one week, it was a nightmare. I think I cursed my team when I sent you that message. Um, I will not be doing that anymore. <laughs> I don't want to gotcha. risk it. Um, but yeah, so I don't think Clyde Edwards Hilaire did anything particularly wrong except just like not be potentially as good as Pacheco. And even then, Pacheco's been good a few times, a small well, sample a size. He's a rookie, you know. He's just he still could be ascending, you know. Yeah, absolutely. So if you're gonna keep your league, hopefully you have him. Uh our league, I know he's definitely picked up in our league, but yeah, um, no, I have him. I have him in CDs. Right, yeah. so um, I, I did so a much rookie really work. good you job. Did so much rookie work. I did hard w- rookie work. So on top of Brees Hall in this league, uh, I had Kenneth Walker, uh, Isaiah Pacheco. Uh, this isn't a rookie, but I had Chubba Hubbard as well. Just you know, since we've already talked about him, but like, yeah, no, I, I'm pretty. I'm as I mentioned at the top of the podcast. Like this, this could be a very uh, good week for the people who like waited. You know, like people mm. who like made speculative picks. Yes. Uh, hence the ADP metric that could mean or not mean something. Um, but anyway, so yeah, those were the RB moves that I kind of just wanted to talk about and how it affected our fantasy world. So, um, yeah, I mean, I mean, we clearly just discussed how this affected us in some degree. Yes. Um, after all these moves and several leagues, I came to the terms and realization though, that I need an RB or like need to start thinking about getting a better RB. Yes. And one of the names that I think is a good buy low candidate, um, is James cook because Devin Singletary is ass trash. Say it again. And then, you know, Dalvin cook's little brother. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. 
Um, so I think that's someone that I could get. And I, I was curious, how do you feel on James Cook? And at this point in the season, after you've seen everything you've seen with all these moves, do you think making a trade for like a rookie potential breakout wider or running back candidate is a good idea? <laughs> this is late in the year to be doing that. Um, let me pull up his numbers specifically before I give you an answer on that. I do like James Cook. I will say that. So I am a tad biased. No, um, I mean, that's that's kind of what the question is. The, I, I the the problem is that it's Buffalo. Buffalo is a similar system to, to Kansas but City. they're where so they, good. They are. that. Hear me out. So they are a similar system to Kansas City where they throw 70% of the time. Mm. And when they do run, they split the backfield. He's going to be back there, even with Moss still being around. They'll pick up somebody else. It's definitely a back by committee. Yeah. I like him. I like him. But right now he's got one carry in week one. He had a good 11 in week two. Yeah. One carry in three, zero against Baltimore. Four against Pittsburgh, two against Kansas City. It's not worth it. Because you're just going to hold on to somebody that may not ever break out. He hasn't proven enough. But what if he to... What if he that dude, though? He got, he's a cook. I mean, Dalvin Cook is uh one of the squishier running backs i don't i don't know if i'd buy in on that either yeah so i i just i i don't know it it, if you want to buy in on it that's cool but not worth it to me all right right so you think just like a bench player for a bench player yeah i could probably get him with like a flex player if i if i could afford Pacheco for him Trade Pacheco for him. I'm not, I don't want to trade Pacheco for him. All right, I well, just, just I, I want to collect my rookies. Ah, well, I want to collect my rookies. Just have a steam um, rookie. So you're, on the same I, contract. I, I think I agree. I, I think um, there is some pessimism to be had with the Buffalo Bills. Uh, yes. And your comparison to the Kansas City Chiefs is fair. I think with a high overpowered offense, you kind of just run the risk of like, it's weird to say, like, it, it can just be a well, rotating backfield just to well, like, I mean, save the bodies. Think about the Saints and the Patriots model for a long time. It was yeah. the same thing. We threw, they threw, the Tom Brady threw 70% of the time, and they had two backs back there, Sony Michelle and Rex Burkhead. They had James White and Rex Burkhead again. Like, it was always two to three different dudes back there. Saints, same thing. We had Mark Ingram and Kamara, and Kamara came late in Breeze's career. Like before that, we had to have Reggie and we had to have um, Pierre Thomas. Mm. Like we had two backs. We had so that's that's the the risk you run. And no yeah, offense right. to Mister Cook, he's not Reggie Bush. Like he, he we don't he, know that yet. <laughs> he ain't. Do you want a Heisman? You know, like. All right, so get again, Reggie th- Bush's Heisman. All right, you so heard you, you're proving my point. He's a buy low candidate. You could buy probably low. get him pretty cheap. Yeah. Um, I think if you can't or haven't been able to get any one of those other people, um, I just a quick note. I, I wrote down Eno Benjamin could potentially steal the starting job from James Conner when he gets back at Arizona. Yeah, and he Look, should. He looked good enough. And he and should. Kareem Hunt is asking potentially for a trade. He should do it because he's being underutilized. And when we've proven uh, with Cleveland the last two years before now that they are a good one-two combo where they can both feast. That's one of the rare opt, like, because he catches enough, but they haven't used him at all this year. Chubb is clearly just dominating it. All all those people are definitely potential buy-low candidates because, you know, Eno could potentially lose the job for a little bit to James Conner. You don't really, I mean, you would. You know, maybe, but like take that risk by low. That's what it is. You know, he could lose a job. I'm taking that risk by low. Um, but with Hunt, I, I feel as though I, not 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 to the same degree as CMC, but I feel as though wherever Hunt ends up, he's just going to fuck up whatever running back situation has already been established there. <laughs> Like, probably yeah he'll get traded to the seahawks and then you'll just be like yeah Fuck. <laughs> well like who well no I, I think the seahawks are gonna roll with you know no i little I'm joking but like yeah. can you think of any team that like desperately needs like because the jets just got james robinson they're not gonna muddy that down with i think another running back because they already have um you know Do you want me to be honest with you where he should go is miami and replace moss mossert mossert mostert Raheem Mostert. Yes, last year. And they also have Miles Gaskin on that team. And they the last few years, their running game has been kind of porous. 
um, and they're uh, electrifying uh, on the offense right now, I would send out Hudson. I think if Kareem Hunt could be okay knowing that it would be like a, a committee potentially, like a rotating situation, and he's not the main guy, if he can be okay with that, that's a really – you make a good point there. I was thinking more along – the lines of like who has lost a running back recently but yeah get him to miami yeah that 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 could be a destination miami's miami looks i mean they won i don't wouldn't say if it looked great but like Tua didn't die they definitely are trying to protect him a lot more you can yeah. tell that line is conscious of it Tua looks good he still looks fine he's still you get back into game rhythm he took a few weeks off but they're going to be so fun to watch for the next few years. Yeah, if you can afford any of the Miami players, I th- and we've already talked about Joel's trade uh, in regard to Tua, uh, get, you know, make a grab for him, man. I think that's a good potential pros- good prospect in the end of this season and if it's Keeper League in the next season. Um, so, yeah, those are the, the buy-low candidates that are on my mind. Are there any other buy-lows that you could think of that you would be interested in? Yeah, absolutely. In the event, that you were willing to gamble on this, and this is a gamble, but you heard right. it here first before you hear it anywhere else. You should try to buy Michael Thomas from somebody cheap. <laughs> his freaking ass. Yeah, and then bum as soon as Michael Thomas, and then as soon as the Saints trade him, is when he's gonna blow up. Oh, you think he'll get traded this year? Yep. Wow. You put that juju on us, huh? No, no, well, not Smith Schuster. We are clearly blowing it up, and he is too expensive. His contract is enormous. He that also sucks. has been hurt. So I don't know what team would want him because his sample size is small the last few years because he's been hurt. And The Chargers love old injured wide receivers. Someone is desperate enough to go for it, I'm hoping, and let him go. Let him go be with Aaron Rodgers. He loves old quarterbacks. Where Who needs to uh, take – like the Rams probably would want him. They would they would love to have him. They'd love Are you same kidding thing. me? The yeah, Rams would go to the Rams. They're gonna have Allen Robinson. Michael them. Thomas? Are you kidding me? Let them have him. Oh God. I don't know That's how much grotesque. They have. I don't even I don't, want to think about it. I don't, I don't even know. want to think about that. I, I mean, like, well they they had Odell <laughs> and Cup. Oh, Odell's yeah. not even in the league yeah, right now. True. Uh, Odell is potentially back on the radar too. I don't want to. I don't want to give don't, him too much attention don't. until he like signs anything. Because um, he's like, just like Josh Gordon and Antonio Brown and and all and and Brandon Marshall a few years mm-hmm. ago. All these dudes are like, we're done. We're washed up, and we really want to play. I'm I'm not even going to take a speculative like bench stash on him. Like I think there's other people out there that I'd rather just well, have that are ready to go anymore. Jarvis Landry is the better receiver and always has been. I think, you know, I think that's kind of becoming like he's a gamble, man. And now it's an even bigger injury risk. So um, Odell's not even on my radar. If Odell you want to take that two good seasons, yeah. he's not worth it. Um, let's see. Uh, well, that's your buy low. I, I think that could be a good one. I don't want to like, I, I, I'm I trying to look at it from like an unbiased perspective. And yeah, I think Michael Thomas is a good buy low candidate. Low. Um, other notes that I had here. Ray Ray McLeod. I just really like that name. Fun name. Really, really fun one. Um, that might be a good fantasy pickup to like uh name your team after, or you just name your team after him. Um I guess also uh Tom Brady. What's happening there? I, I know the I know he's lose, I know he's lost the love of his life, Rob Gronkowski. Mm. <laughs> But why is it so bad for him there? He did he did he did bad. All right, well, here was the issue. Okay, if you rec- let's backtrack a little bit with Tom Brady cuz this is something I really wanted to talk about and I'm excited about it. All right. I said this before the season started. Okay. I was a it was a conversation I had with you in your home. Okay. I recall sitting at your All right, ca- all right. Okay. well, have you had a conversation. We've had many conversations in my home, I, mean, I know. This one was like, no, he's going to do terrible this year when he comes back because that whole O-line is gone. Everyone left after he said he was going to retire. No one re-signed there because he was leaving. Then they all signed elsewhere, and then he decided to come back. I said this fucking shit 
months ago and now we're watching it in real time where he just can't stand up he's losing his fucking mind he's getting divorced so you know he's not like oh yeah a happy individual to be around like i'm sure it is not pretty i'm sure it is an ugly divorce going on it's they're both come from a lot of money and they bet tom brady's actually like gone from looking at glasses of wine to sniffing them I bet he's like, like it, I bet it, he's like sniffing alcohol now. He uh, he is his farewell tour, quote unquote, was supposed to be this year again. Yeah. And it's looking like the most fun disaster if you dislike Tom Brady, which a lot of people do. Oh, yeah. So it's it's a beautiful thing to see as a, you know, as a Saints <laughs> fan. This is great. Oh, if you're a fan of the Panthers, the Saints if you're or the Patriots Falcons. Fan, if you're a Patriots you, uh, fan. Oh, oh, like, fuck this guy. Fuck this guy. Um. Well, yeah. So I got he. He's his performance. Well, I guess you know we could point the finger at a lot of things, but I mean, you know, whatever is making him not. There's been two things that are he, consistent like, that are that has been consistent. I'm sorry to interrupt you. No, go ahead. Talking. Go ahead. There's been two things consistent on that team. Leonard Fournette has been a consistent RB two. Yeah. Leonard Fournette has been a consistent RB two, and then uh, Chris Godwin has been a consistent uh, wide receiver two to three which you drafted him to be that person. You did not draft him to be your one because uh, he was a little injured. But since yeah. he's come back, he's been very consistent. Poor Mike Evans. Things. Rest in peace. I, oh, I hate that guy. I, I Every year I'm like, not worth your draft pick. I don't care how much the, the media loves and touts this dude. Not uh, mm. Tom Brady out there throwing know. dimes to you and you let him roll off your fingertips, boy. <laughs> don't want him. Yeah. No, no. Yeah, I know. So, um, I don't know. It's it's kind of just a weird situation. Everything has been made almost fantasy irrelevant, excluding the two players you mentioned. Um, I guess like Bruce Arians not being there anymore might have might have something to do with it. But I think you're more right with all the players like not resigning and you know the O line just being decimated. Todd Bowles to me was never a great head coach, even when he was with the Jets. Uh, he's a defensive minded head coach. He coaches mm-hmm. the defense, and now Tom Brady. He used to have Bruce Arians, an offensive-minded coach who I believe won a Super Bowl as an offensive coordinator maybe twice. I think he did it with the Steelers and then well, and then again with the Bucks. So um yeah, they're just it's it was never gonna work. There's no players. Sucks to be a Tampa Bay fan right now. Great to be an NFC South fan anywhere else. Yeah, it's a rough situation in Tampa Bay. And if you were invested in them fantasy wise outside of Godwin and Leonard, like, uh, uh, I'd stay away from them until oh, until something yeah. gets sorted out. You don't right? want any part of that. Yeah, um, a, a couple more buy low candidates right there. <laughs> yeah, sure. Sure. If you want to buy low and not it not go lower. Yeah, sure. I guess. Um, so I kind of mentioned it earlier as far as, you know, Fantasy. This is more of a philosophical fantasy football question. Uh, many of which we often have here at the Sunken City Fantasy Project. Um, as we kind of talked to Ray Ray McLeod, you would want to want to buy him because uh, of the this name, cool. and you could change your fantasy name. How do you feel about? And I and I and me too. I kind of mentioned it. I have feeling the breeze, and breeze is now out, and I might potentially drop him. How do you feel about changing your name? Your fantasy football team team name mid season. Uh, I'm about it if you're losing. Okay, so a good like kind of shake mix, it up, mix up the juice. Okay, sometimes yeah. you gotta shake it up. You name cool. your your team after somebody. They start your team starts sucking. You know, what? change your juju up. So what if you were doing good? Because you changed your team name from uh, Me Bro to um, what is it now? Conklin's Bad Fur Day. Yeah, love it. Love it. Yeah, you went from one uh, meddling tight end to another. Um, yeah, it's great. But that's I, – I love that for, as far as, like, fantasy teams. I mean, it was like a, a pick and bench players and, like, players you're never going to – It's know, fun. Yeah. You know, give give the give the little give guy – Give them some your, do. Yeah, give yeah. the little, little guy on your team a shot. Uh, uh, some, <laughs> some, some spotlight love. here. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so I, I agree there. I think, um, you know, mixing it up if you need to. Is is warranted, um, but I guess my follow up question is, uh, what what if you're doing well? So if you're doing well and you need and to change someone your team like name me up, with my breeze, what do I yeah. do? Yeah, you know what? I think you I think you keep the team. Well, first off, are you keep are you keeping the player on your team or are you dropping him? If they're I not on your here's team, the, here's the here's the problem. I don't need to drop him now. 
<laughs> but I might. <laughs> mm. Then you know? for now, you keep it. All right, I agree. I think keeping them is a good luck charm. Um, they got so. you to that point, you know, unless you need the bench space, um, which most people do. Let's be honest. And if you're a smart, reasonable fantasy player, why you're would you keep somebody? Yeah, yeah. But if you're if you're conveniently in the lead by a large margin, um, yeah, keep them, keep them around. But I, I kind of agree. I think keeping them as like an in memoriam name, almost. I like I like to honor the fallen, especially yeah. especially if it's if you're dropping them for ill purposes, like they're underperforming. You got you got to change your team, right? Absolutely. But Absolutely. if you're dropping them just because like it's a fallen hero, you know, I think you carry on. I think you carry on with that troop. You pay homage to those guys, yeah. and you that, keep on trucking. That that badge on your shoulder, you know, you know. That's it. All right. So I believe it. That was kind of the one philosophical um, fantasy conversation I had for this week. Um, I, you know, you know, it's reasonable, you know, and I, as, as I've told you, as you've seen over the years, I love fantasy names. I'm not going to be upset if I have to change my team name in the middle of the year. It's just kind of like should or shouldn't I? It's, and, yeah. I do enjoy the like mental battle you have with yourself as yeah. you try to create something original you know, and not Google something and be like, oh, I have two attack of Iowa. Let me do like uh, two on my dick. Oh, yeah. you know, like try to be original, make something cool. And it's fun. It's a fun little mental yeah. battle sparring you have with yourself. I, I'm i doing bad in two leagues. Um, <laughs> and one of them is uh, Tucker's Pit Stop is my team name, which is Justin Tucker like and Kyle Pitts. I like and that. Until Kyle Pitts is just absolutely droppable. I guess I got to keep that because I'm not He's... getting rid of Tucker. No, and you shouldn't get rid of Pitts either. Yeah, no, and I don't think that's I'm gonna... not his fault that yeah. he's bad. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, but in the other league, this is um probably my most disappointing name. It's Elias Kamara Jackson, like lights Kamara. Yeah, see, like you get yep, see, yep. I'm gonna rename that team name. Um, and name, and I'm doing terrible in that league, so like I I gotta mix it up, but like. I haven't dropped Elijah Mitchell yet. I still have Kamara and of course Lamar Jackson's my starting quarterback. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna come up with a different team name for that name. Just I'm gonna... lights lights camera Jackson is way better. Just yeah, symbolize it. Fuck me. Um I'm just gonna change lights my team camera name. Jackson. That's I'm gonna just, I'm gonna no, I'm just dope. gonna fix it. I'm gonna fix it. There's dope. other things to work with there. I'm just gonna come back next week with a better team name and I'll reveal it. This is gonna be my biggest upgrade. And fucking watch. This team's gonna go from uh two and five. To playoffs, there it is. Just you're gonna gonna do an experiment to see if uh, the name of the team matters that much. You're you're gonna win out. I believe in you. You're gonna go ten and five. I believe in. Um. So here we are towards the back end of our podcast, uh, where we actually do the serious stuff. We actually take care of the the business side of this, where Joel and I give you actual fantasy advice and compete a head to head against each other uh, with our our knowledge of football. that's that's fun to say it's yeah very little um but uh so yeah this is our defense and kicker picks of the week yes um joel would you like to give us a credibility update before we go into our picks of the week i would love to give us our credibility update of our picks so far and i gave you a half point for last week because you did say cardinals kicker even though you picked someone that was all right I, I will I, again i don't necessarily want that half point i feel as though i should eat it i do feel as though i should eat that point but no i want an asterisk problem. i want an asterisk and no when problem. we ask about what that asterisk is i want to say well i picked i i said i was picking off like statistically the the teams that are worse against the kicker that was my logic yeah and <laughs> I, I should have known better when I was like, oh, yeah, he's been injured these past two weeks. Fuck it. Pick Pratter anyway. <laughs> and sure <laughs> enough, he didn't play. So I, I know I, as far as like giving actual fantasy advice, it was bunk. I gave bad advice. I don't deserve the half point. Um, I should have given a little more due diligence into like, okay. the health of the player. I'll eat it. Um, but I do want the asterisks because Deal. my logic in be- the logic behind the pick was sound. <laughs> it was, it was sound. So, okay, fine. That you are uh, of the week so far, we've done seven weeks. You've been correct on kicking, picking. Yeah, I, pick, I picked Pratter, but Blankenship was the pick because he actually fucking played. Anyway, go ahead. You've uh, been and- correct picking the kicker five out of, out of seven. seven times. Okay. So with an asterisk, because it would have been six if you picked the right actual kicker yeah, last yeah. week. Uh, Matt I, fucking Pratter. I am four of seven. Uh, I have I have picked 
four correct defenses out of seven in a row or seven uh, total weeks. I am on a three week win streak. I've co- picked them correctly three times. And you picked the so Jets that makes last me week. They produced six points, which they're uh, that was their projected total. That was uh, that's a win. You know, that's a win. If you, if you picked them and they did their projection. projection, they hit their projection. I checked it because I was worried. I was like, Ooh, I don't know, Ooh, six isn't a lot, and it was like, oh, they're only projected six. Yeah, they did yeah. their job. That was a risky one, um, but like it was again, as we've said before, the Jets are looking pretty pretty formidable. They're, they're looking tower, better. Tower they're a, an ascending team to say the least. Yes. All right. So that's that's our credibility. Yeah, credibility. As you can tell, we're probably we're about the same as you know. It's so early in the fucking. We're about fifty fifty on what we know. <laughs> yeah, more or less, and we got lucky. We know some week. shit. We're well, fifty fifty, and we got lucky one week. There it um, is. So this week. Um, Again, I didn't want to make a fool of myself. I did a little bit more research. Uh, I was a little bit uh, more in-depth. Both of these players should be healthy as of Tuesday at 4 p.m. <laughs> between week seven and week eight. If they get injured, oh, fucking well. I, I can't be held accountable. And moving forward, I want that noted. If they get injured, I'll take the backup player just as a fill-in. Right. Moving forward. <laughs> okay. All right. So this week it came down between uh, two players, right? So Cade York of Cleveland and um, Jason Myers of the Seattle Seahawks. Both have been good. Both have been decent enough, I suppose. Cade and York had some some shitty ones, but yeah. I, I'm pretty sure I've picked Cade York before as one he of my did. kickers. I don't know if he was a win or a bust. I, he I was your bust. He's your yeah. one bust. Yeah, so he's got that going <laughs> against him. So um, so basically here here's what I, I broke it down. Uh, both of these teams, I, I did look up who they're playing and what that that team was against the kick. So Myers is facing the New York Giants, who are second twenty second against the kicker. Okay, but they are on an ascending offense. They, they are you know, the New York Giants are looking good. Uh, they will be playing at the Seahawks' home at Lumen Stadium, which is an open open stadium. Um, because it is where it is, there is a uh, chance of rain. You know, mm-hmm. it is Seattle. Yes. Yep, it is a there is a strong chance of rain. Um, but you know, he should be used to playing in those conditions up there. Um, or of course, Cade York, who will be facing Cincinnati, who is the bottom against the kickers. They are ranked number 32. So that is the best possible matchup for your kicker. It's a slightly better offense. So, like I if Burrow uh ends up, you know, in a shootout, like they could be going for touchdowns, they might not just settle for kicks, you know. It's true, and this so, is in Cincinnati. It's in uh, Cincinnati. It's, it, no, it's it's in Cleveland. Uh, it's in Cleveland. Yeah, so um, both are playing at home. Yeah, first they're both open mm. stadiums. They both have a, a chance of rain. Um, Seattle, of course, has a, a stronger chance of rain, just you know because it is what it is. Um, and Cade is facing a slightly worse team against the kicker, which is what I was looking for in my last pick. Um, But because, uh, and these are two factors that have nothing to do with fantasy football. Well, I guess the first one does Cade York. You said busted me last week or a couple weeks ago. ago. And um, also Lumen stadium. I am a stockholder in Lumen. So I will be picking Jason Myers, 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 the, my, yes, Myers, my my, (laughs) My Myers, Myers, Myers. but yes. So lock it in Jason from Seattle. He is my kicker pick of this week. Um, uh, all my kicker picks are at le- like well below fifty percent and off the waiver or on the roster line, so you should be able to get them um, in most leagues. That is the goal. That is the point of this. It's yeah. very easy to pick Buffalo to be your defensive yeah. defense every week when they're owned in ninety five percent of leagues, of course, or the Eagles. Thank God, I, you know, I told the Eagles earlier. Yeah, I guess we should mention that up top that like these are like actual gettable waiver pickups of the you week. Can do I, it, yeah, I'll do that know, next like, time. <laughs> yeah, sorry. We, we tell people every week. So if you're picking, you know, thanks for listening in now. But, you know, we do it every week. All right. Yeah. So this my defense pick of the week. I had the same thing. Seattle is uh, they're playing at the Giants and I love the freaking Giants right now. Mm. And I also love Seattle right now. It's a tough one. They're mm. not owning a lot of leagues. And I had that one or Washington, but they're at Indy. Indy just benched Matt Ryan for the season. And we have this backup coming in. Yep. Every time I feel when a random backup that you do not know or have heard of starts against a defense you think is a lock, they fucking destroy them. 
It Ooh. happens all the time because there's no tape on these people. No tape on them. Yep. Yep. So that is a tough, tough pick because those two are both really uh, available in a lot of leagues. I didn't really like a lot of the other um, like matchups. Uh, and I, they have burned me a lot this year with picking Washington. Every time I feel like I pick them, they like do just shitty. There are a lot of my losses. Yeah, a lot of my losses. Yeah. So just like you with Cade York, I yeah. uh, not picking him. You burnt fool me once, shame on Washington you. has burnt me enough um, uh, that I am going to be taking Seattle. Woo! So we are going full Seattle this week against the Giants. As far as our special teams picks go, these are waiver wire pickups. Uh, defense special teams, Seattle this week it is. Um, they are only projected three points. Let me say that too. <laughs> and they hopefully yeah. will do a lot better than that. Yeah, uh, uh, I just, you know they're they're a, they're. A, hopefully you're not deep diving for for waiver wire pickups for defense this week because it's not a good week for those. But yeah, I'm thinking that Seattle is going to do some serviceable things. Yeah, I'm running a risk here because uh, Jason Myers uh, is again because of the low ranking of his opponent is projected for eight so there's there's something to live up to there. So I'm going to be if he gets seven, I mean I'll, I'll count. I would. Hope that you would agree that's a win, but like at that, at that, hey, yeah, to me, seven and up is a win for kickers. Yeah, but he's six and up. Experts say he's going to do even better than that because I'm like the experts. That is what they say. So that is our actual advice of the week, and now we're going to get personal. This is between me and Joel, where we make our NFL picks of the week. Uh, yeah, you're gonna have to keep me up because I'm gonna start losing track of who the fuck I picked and who. I I like, keep who? track of it every week. I keep track <laughs> of it every up. single week. Week yeah. eight NFL match. I will start with my with my personal picks of things. Exactly the opposite of what I just talked about for defensive picks of the week. I am one. I am gonna take the Washington Commanders to beat Indian and Indianapolis because Tyler Hanke looks a uh, yeah. whole lot better than Carson Wentz does. Yeah, I so, can. I can get behind that. That is my uh, my game picks. My game pick is gonna be Washington this week. All right, all right. Um, as I'm scrolling through here. This might be my Titans week. Have I picked the Titans before? You have not picked the Titans. All right. This might be my Titans because they are playing the Texans. The Texans look like dog shit. Um, The Titans look, you know, sneaky as they always have. I don't want to start picking great teams yet that I know when. I don't want to risk that. Panthers versus Falcons. See, both teams are shitty. I don't know who's going to lose worse. This could uh, be your Cowboys week. You know the Cowboys are going to be Cowboys the versus the Bears. You know the Cowboys going to be. Uh, I don't want to risk the Cowboys quite yet um, because Dak could bring that team back around. Okay. Um. Man, have I picked the Dolphins before though? You have not. I have not. So the Dolphins, but again, they're kind of in the same category as the Cowboys. Like they just got their quarterback back. I'm not picking that one. Broncos versus Jaguars. Uh, again, that's kind of like your Falcons versus Panthers. Like, ugh, garbage, garbage, garbage. Yep. I don't see myself picking the Titans too many more times in the future just because, you know, uh, I'm going to undervalue them just like everyone else and, you know, underestimate them. Uh, but they are playing the Texans, who are pretty much a guaranteed W for anyone. <laughs> so I'm going to go with Titans. Lock I'll it take it. T- Titans it is. Titans. All right. All right. So that's our uh, actual picks. Um, I Did I ask what our score was? We're three yes. and one each? Uh, we are each three and one. All right. So we're tied up. And for those that are just now following, this is for a jersey. And we kind of decided last uh, in the previous weeks that we'll have a budget of at under 100 bucks, somewhere around there. Um, and the winner gets to pick what jersey the loser buys for them, but the winner will buy a jersey of not the losers choosing for them to wear. Correct. Yeah. So either way, we're, we're doing it. But so, yes. but basically, we're both going to walk away with a jersey at the end of the year, which I think is a delightful competition. Um, but one of us gets to choose the jersey, and the other does not. Yes. <laughs> Correct. The winner so. gets to choose, and the loser yes. does not. 
God, I hope I win because I know what I'm getting you. Oh man, I haven't I haven't put too much thought into it yet. Um, I don't want to stoop to like an Anthony Davis. Oh, did we say we were going to keep it NFL? We said professional. We didn't say we said it professional. To... We didn't say what league. Yeah, yes. so I, I don't know. I would I, not I... do that to you. I would not buy you a Mr. Glass jersey. You. But... Yeah, don't don't buy me an AD jersey. Um, I'm not doing that. I don't know. I haven't thought about it. Do, do you prefer NFL or NBA? We can talk about it later. Okay. <laughs> I'll see you tonight at an NBA game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Joel and I are going to the Pelicans game tonight. Uh, the season just started and the Pelicans are looking fire. This has nothing to do with fantasy, but as a lover of New Orleans sports and something to do with the sunken city, hell yeah, go Pels. Maybe we'll start talking about basketball fantasy. Yeah. I mean, we we'll technically could. It is. We didn't specify football. It said fantasy project. We'll get there because it's a lot. I'm working on it now. It's a lot. <sighs> Someone told me that I should get into it. Um, uh, I'm working on it. I'll, I'll, I'll keep you updated on it. I'll, it would I'm give us more to time to eat. So I'm gonna get yeah, it's true. But all right. Anyway, um, this has well, been the Sunken City Fantasy yeah. Project podcast with your boys, Brian and Joel. Yeah. Follow us at oh, and uh listeners, we are going to start streaming on Twitch at no sports pod at the pard at pard. no sports pod on Twitch starting at 7 p.m. on Tuesday nights. Uh, we'll do a live show where you can see us talking. You can see the screens and we're probably going to start having guests soon. Um, and you'll also be able to see like visuals that help us like describe what we talk about. It's a, it's a basically a live show, a virtual live show. Um, but the podcast will be released as is, of course, like it currently is the next day on Wednesday. Um, thank you so much for following. And if you want to follow even harder, there's your opportunity. We will start pushing that soon. So yeah, next Tuesday, that'll be, november 1st november. remember remember the first of november when the sunken city Pro- fantasy project podcast started streaming on twitch there it is a long sentence that was, <laughs> yeah. that was, that was rough uh, this has been thank, fun yeah thank you very much for listening uh and see you next time team all right